Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Only Podcast. I am your co-host, Austin Smith, joined as always by your other co-host, John Kirby. You can find us on Twitter at ACSmith06 and at John underscore Kirby. And as always, follow the mothership at The Only Colors. Today is Monday, March 9th, and your Michigan State Spartans are back to back to back regular season Big Ten champs. I got to admit... I'm getting used to this banner hanging thing, and I'm enjoying it. We should do it more often. Well, can can we? I think we should try. We should try. Give it a shot. Uh, that's fine. Your team didn't win three straight banners. I can't relate. Literally, cannot relate. <laughs> I have no idea what that feels like. <laughs> that must be tough. It's got to be difficult. It's not. Uh, I don't. I don't. I read somewhere that Iowa hasn't won the conference since like 1979. I don't know they were in the conference. They're in the conference. Yeah, they I'll play let, the sport. From what I've heard, you know what I heard is they had the not just the Big Ten Player of the Year, potentially the National Player of the Year on their team, and they went 11 and nine. And apparently, the conference we're in. Well, more than half. So they did. They got that. So their generational play, not generational, their greatest player of all time. Because the, the other op- the other option is B.J. Armstrong. Mm. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> I can't even get through that sentence. Yeah. Beach, uh, <laughs> their best player of all time led you to an eleven and nine record, and a single buy in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Not all teams can claim a single mm, buy, though. Not everybody. <laughs> Again, Indiana can't, can't can't relate. Indiana cannot. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> That was fun. It's been a good week. We, needless to say, enjoyed both of the games that happened this past week. I I almost forgot there were two games. I'll be honest, Austin. I enjoyed three of the four halves. Yeah. Oh, strong agree. Okay. Because there was one half. Well, let's lead with it to get it out of the way. It was hard. You know, I think the hardest part was the fact that, Austin, you, um, as you told me, you were reeled all the way in going into the game. Yeah. You're 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 taking the meeting. Listen, it's it's true. The meeting is on the calendar. The, it was booked. <laughs> we had the conference room. Oh, food ordered. They food. they were bringing it. It was catered. We were looking for it. I didn't pack a lunch. <laughs> I didn't pack a lunch to the Penn State game. The I, was best. E- I was expecting it to be catered. Didn't plan to go out, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, yeah, Michigan State's down nineteen. Nineteen. One, Sur- surely, surely. Penn State's best player of all time had something to do with it. As a matter of fact, he did not. He did nothing. He actually had, he he was a detriment to his team at this point in time. (laughs) Arguably hurt his team. It was a nightmare. Like, I was so upset. I was really, more than anything in that first half, just very disappointed in myself. Mm -hmm. Because in this moment, I'm thinking, 
I allowed myself to get hurt again. Like, you this did. This really can't fall on anybody else. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. And I, an adult, mm-hmm. made this decision to get hurt. Yeah. You told your friends you were back together with her. Yeah. And were left on red. Exactly. I, I was like, yeah, guys, it's getting pretty serious again. <laughs> We're really like <laughs> we took the next step. We're, we're going to dinner. <laughs> we like, took the next been, step. The texts have been good. Been feeling really good about this whole thing. She added me on IG. Right, <laughs> like did she unblocked my number. She called me babe. Like it's, we're good. And then all of a sudden, I turn around and I see her literally walking hand in hand with another man. And second half, come to find out, that was just uh, a bellhop. Dude, at a, at a hotel she was staying at. And honestly, it was just a prolonged high five. You know what it was? It was a bad visual. <laughs> if we're being honest. just a, just an unfair visual to her and I, a jealous man, allowed immature, allowed myself to to overreact. Michigan State in this situation uh, totally redeemed themselves. In if I can be completely honest, one of the more enjoyable halves of basketball I've ever gotten. They came gotten back to too fast. It was remarkable. in, what, five minutes? It, it was insane. Like, okay, so on the one side, it was absolutely infuriating to watch Penn State make every, every shot. shot. The shot goes up, and I'm like, that's going in. Yep. Marion Jones, the, his stroke is so, like, Odd. broken. It, well, it, he shoots from his, like, <laughs> like below his chest. The and, old high school and it hoist. goes a thousand feet into the air, touches the sun, and then comes back down and always goes through the net. I don't understand <laughs> At all. So, and he just can, can, can. I think he made four in the first half. Yep. And they were just unconscious. And the best thing about percentages is they, they tend to average out. They right? do. So, uh, a seemingly odd time, Michigan State mid-run, um, takes the lead, I believe, even. Tom asks Cassius to do something or demands it. Cash openly doesn't. Yeah, right. Openly <laughs> says, I'm not doing that. Takes the ball to the basket on his own, scores, and then no timeout yet. They're both yelling at each other. Yes, just openly yelling while there's a ball in play. Pat Chambers, I don't know if he realized how great of a timeout he was about to call. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? He didn't. No. (laughs) That guy's completely lost. Uh, So Tom and um, Cassius have a hard Hard discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, there were other people involved. Uh, Dwayne Stevens playing the role of bouncer at a strip yes. club, and Rocket Watts playing um, your more sober best friend who knows better and is grabbing you. <laughs> um, like, Yo. No, 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 no. And then like it's trying to actually force a hug of sorts right. between them, to which neither wanted anything to do. No, with. Um, it got a little excited. No actual basketball was spoken about in the huddle. No. There was um, <laughs> no real X's and O's going on. None. <laughs> None at all. Um, and, and for the record, after the game, Cassius' quote was, I thought I was playing hard enough. Right. He didn't. He was right. And we know that now because he went to a new gear right. after that. And so, you know, it's not a – Cassius truly didn't – truly thought he was maxing out. Right. Tom didn't believe that was true. Cassius disagreed with him. Then Cassius found the new level because he was so pissed at Tom. Right. He found it. If if that's good, co- that's great coaching. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, yeah. I, and and you know, Cassius certainly not the only storyline in this one. I think another huge one was once again, like you said early on, Xavier Tillman was 
He's getting that that uh, Fred Van Vliet dad thing, where he ha- because he is playing, and today he won Defensive Player of the Year in, yep. the, in the Big Ten, deservedly so. This is another exhibition in that. I mean, he spent a lot of time, he and Aaron Henry spent a lot of time guarding Lamar Stevens, who came out, ended up with 15 points, but did so on 3 of 19 shooting from the field. And it feels like they've kind of made that leap, and as we spin forward into Ohio State, um, it was really cemented on Sunday at Senior Day. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I, we were talking before. This was a game that almost felt like we were all taking for granted. Yeah. Because it was Senior Day. It was Cash's Senior Day. Like it's it's happening. Like the, for a Big Ten title, you know, this is how storybooks are written. There's no loss that could ever happen. And you know, Ohio State hung in. Now they yeah. it, it got out of hand <clears throat> late in the second half, but. Even out of halftime, they cut it immediately to two, and they were there for a ball game. Ohio State's a good team. They are. Not good in the sense that we think. Not our good. No. But to the layman. To the layman, yeah. They are capable. They're a team that's capable of, I think, winning a couple games in March. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that worked against them in this game is that they only have six guys, and if you fall behind significantly, you start to run out. And you saw it. They ran out of gas at the end. Yeah, enter Kyle Young when he gets back. Another big. They are pretty thin. Um, After Caleb and Andre, like, they'll be fine. And he's supposed to come back for the Big Ten tournament. Okay, that's seven. I mean, they have a a solid seven. Yeah. yeah, so Michigan State really just – I think this was as poetic a senior day as you can have, to be totally honest with you. I mean, the fact that Maryland loses earlier in the week to Rutgers to even open up the possibility of this taking place in the first place. Oh, that was kind of the other thing that was simultaneously going on with Penn State. Yeah. Is that I'm getting these highlights from BTN that's like, yeah, Rutgers is up 20. I'm like, yeah, that would be fitting to mm-hmm. have the opportunity that we never thought. We're down two games with four games to go. Well, let, that's just Maryland. Right. Maryland we'll them in a bit. But uh, it's just really a testament to how good this team was, that they were able to come out, not let the moment get too much of them. And like I said, it's as storybook as it could possibly get. Like Cassius Winston plays all but one minute, has 27 points, hits a dagger three at the end, and is just so in control the entire time. Um, His last shot in Breslin. Right. Beautiful step Just back. canning a three. I mean, it's it's as as poetic as it could get. You know, MSU has a has a fantastic game. I think once again, you know, Aaron Henry comes out with a super. I, we've that's kind of a, a sleeper storyline right Quietly. here. Quietly, he is putting together a very <clears throat> confident, just like consistent. Now fourth option. It's exactly where you want him to be. Well, and just the, like last year. Right. Exactly. He's peaking at the right time. He's feeling, and with him, it's confidence more than anything else. And I think the fact that he can now be in that fourth role and maybe doesn't feel the pressure now because of the emergence of Rocket Watts, who had another fantastic game, mm-hmm. uh, 19 points, had hit four threes, although two of them were two of the uglier threes you'll ever hit. One was just straight off bank, and then the other was one of the more impossible corner three off class you'll ever see. It, it was a dangerous good rocket, bad rocket game. Oh, Yes. For me personally, who I, I've lived it, I find no joy even when he cans those threes yeah. where you can tell it's going up. I'm like, yeah. I can't. That's just old man me, like oh, yeah. yelling at the sun. Well, like, welcome to the club, man. <laughs> I've been saying this all season. I hate part of his game, but I think what I've 
come to understand is that this team they need it. They just simply they need it. Whether some of the shots are bad or not, you need someone that is confident and is able to create because it can open the floor for offensive rebounds. It opens the offense up for everybody else too. When we we talked about outside of those four, and even Henry a little bit, but outside of those four, everything is gravy points. One hundred percent. If you can get every point that you know, Malik, Gabe, Thomas, Kyle, Marcus, and Foster, and I guess Julius Marble, mm-hmm. anything you get out of them, you feel good about. One hundred percent. Everything else, <clears throat> you know, is you almost expect it. But you know who your guys are, right? And the exciting part about having four dudes like that is that theoretically, you could be talking about. First round was the Rocket Watts game. Second round was the Aaron Henry game. Third round was the Xavier Tillman game. Fourth round was the you know five whatever was yeah. the Elite Eight was the, the Cassius, Winston. Cassius Winston game. And then you get to the and then you're in the Final Four and you just got to figure it out from there. So, you know, again, that's incredibly simplistic thinking, but it's also not out of the question. Um, so MSU wins the game, eighty to sixty nine. Uh, shares the Big Ten title with Ohio State and Maryland making it their third in a row, uh, heads into the Big Ten tournament as the number two seed. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin winning the tiebreaker by virtue of their combined record against the other two teams. Round they, robin. They were two and one. Yep. Yep. Michigan State and Maryland two and both two. won. And Maryland was one and two. Oh, yeah. You're right. Understandably was pissy because his team was losing, but then came out and apologized um, afterward for being pissy. And... Um, owned the fact that he was being a jerk, so it's good. Appreciate that. Yeah, at first I was, I was, I just thought that was incredibly weak sauce from a coach who I respect quite a bit. Yeah, uh, I thought that was just super duper. Weak. Not, not loving the senior festivities, the yeah, kissing. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, because your your my initial point, my initial thought on that is, like, we'll win the game. Yeah, like, win. Draymond Green didn't get to do it until after the game because you were they were in there and they won. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the deal. So. Uh, now though, you know him coming out obviously is, is the right thing to do, and I still do think he's a heck of a coach and a good representative of their university. So, uh, yeah, Ohio State hangs tough. They're they're in a little tougher position here come come Big Ten tournament time. But like I said, MSU number two, uh, they are let's see here, yeah, going to take on the winners of who is it? I know it, Ohio State again and, and Purdue. Purdue. So let's walk- before we get to that though. Okay. You want to do Big Ten Awards? Yeah, or should we do the preview first? We make this stuff up on the fly, guys. You can tell. Uh, let's do the awards, and then we'll talk about our upcoming games. Deal. So, uh, Player of the Year, Luca Garza. Already, um, sure, whatever. Cool, dude. Uh, <laughs> go crazy. What a waste of talent you've done, Fran McCaffrey. Because he has Wisecamp and CJ Frederick, too. So, like, what a joke. Yeah. Um, um, Other first teamers, the only other unanimous was Cassius Winston. Um, Jalen Smith and Lamar Stevens both checking in for coaches and media. Anthony Cowan Jr. on the coaches to round out the top five. And Ayo Desunmu uh, to round out the top five for the media. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, the only bummer for me personally was that uh, Xavier Tillman didn't make the first team on, on either team. Now... I get it. Like, the only thing I like, I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know. Do they do this by guard and forward? 
it's top five. Because if it's top five players, I would get Anthony Cowan or Sticks out of there. So for, personally, for me, Daniel Oturu got is the snub. He leads the uh, out behind Garza in points, most rebounds a game, most blocks. Like, yeah, I mean, if it's an individual award, which it is. I would I would agree with which you. it is. That's fair. He's getting penalized for his team stinking though. Yeah, and I, and I think that's dumb. Yeah, like he's you know. He's objectively very good. Extremely good, yeah. 100%. And wasted talent. They talk about wasted talent. That's that's it right there. They have a lose, Minnesota has a losing record. It's 100% worse. I mean, than, it is hard to watch from afar. I just can't imagine being a Minnesota fan and having a, a lottery. No, just, you can end it right yeah, there. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, uh, leads league in rebounds, second in points, uh, first in blocks. Like, I'm sorry, he's the first teamer. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. I do think Tillman has every every piece of an argument to be the first team or, you know, one all defensive, mm-hmm. you know, the first, whatever, first all team. defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, was um, uh, just phenomenal at shutting down, you know, those players too, down the stretch, you know, those other guys who were dominant, uh, big. So, and some of these guys that are on this first, I mean, three of the guys on this first team are dudes that he stopped. And one of the other guys is his teammate. Yep. I don't know how much more you can really do. So I agree. Uh, it's you, interesting, just by the way, it's interesting that the coaches are the ones that put Cowan up there. I think that means a lot. I think it's because these guys have coached against him, most of them, for a long time. Four years, yeah. and he's been a pain in their ass for right. that long. And he's been, he's, listen, he's a really good player. But no doubt. I, I don't know if he's a first-teamer either. Sixth man of the year, another Maryland Terp, uh, Aaron Wiggins. Have any problem with that? Not particularly, only because I don't know the rotations for everybody. I don't think MSU has a particularly big case for anyone. Um, My only, I guess, argument would be Potter. For I was Wisconsin. just going to say that's the only one, and I guess they must be holding it against him because he only played half. I, for me, he's he's the reason for me that they took a jump. Are there any teams that you looked at the end of the season and said, they underperformed. They they did worse than probably they should have. The, I I had two, and that was Purdue. Mm-hmm. As everybody who listens to this podcast knows, mm-hmm. I was thinking they might actually not be better, but be a, a more complete not a ten seed, not the ten. Certainly place not. Team. No, 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 no. And I think they're a victim of of just being a really deep conference and not having an outstanding, <laughs> not having Carson Edwards. Mm-hmm. If we're just gonna call a spade a spade. Um, the other one for me is Minnesota. I mean, like Minnesota was a tournament team last year. Minnesota won a game we, in the tournament. They lost a lot of players, but yeah. you brought back your best player. Yeah, you brought back Daniel Otur, which is a a coup to have a losing record. Mm-hmm. That's just inexcusable. Um, a lot of that has to do with with uh, defensive players, and you know Xavier was named defensive player of the year. Also on that list, uh, Jalen Smith. Uh, Daniel Oturo, who we mentioned because of the blocks. Uh, Jamari Wheeler uh, from Penn State and uh, Nojel Eastern, who just could never quite figure out the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, has just one of the worst shots you'll um, ever see. The all-freshman team, uh, Trace Jackson-Davis, um, he's he's a lottery. He you know He's a first-rounder at mm-hmm. Indiana. Kofi Coburn, um, wondering if he'll come back. Uh, that's a that to me is a real that's probably one of the bigger storylines honestly in the Big Ten mm-hmm. going into the next season. And it's funny because he's a guy that I think we've talked about on here before, 
I don't think Illinois can be the best version of themselves with Coburn, mm-hmm. but he's also definitely, if not the number one, the number two most talented player on that team aside from DeSumo. Yeah, I mean, and and you got to assume he's gone. So, I would assume so. So so yeah, it's it's it'll, um, and Rocket Watts uh, rounds out the top five mostly because of his second half of the season. So here's a question for you. Um, I think we are pretty confident Trace Jackson Davis goes pro. Uh, We just talked about uh, Kofi is a maybe. CJ Frederick, definitely not. Franz Wagner, a lot of rumors about him uh, testing the waters. I don't know. Go go ahead, dude. Is Rocket Watts going to pull a Marcus Taylor? Not necessarily um, a one-and-done guy, but certainly um, outside of Zebo. um... One of the more surprising early. He was a two and done. Yes. Yeah. And then um, I think he would. You would make a argument that he is probably the only player that I can think of. Him and Erasm Lorbeck. Lorbeck that left Michigan State and, and, and to to declare early, and people were really surprised. And yeah. and, it, and it seemed like a mistake at the time. Yeah, Lorbeck probably. Yeah. Lorbeck was a mistake. That one was an eye-opener. Those two were both bad. So I don't necessarily know that... I mean, I could see it. I could absolutely see it. Um, this and listen, here's the thing. You go to get a national championship, everybody declare. I like Great. Well, should we take a break? Yeah. Let's, let's take do a it. break. How did it go last time, by I the way? I think it was good. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. Here, we'll find out again. See you in a second. All right, bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Then we're back. Hey, guys. So uh, we wanted to walk through the Big Ten basketball tournament taking place in Indianapolis. Um, I like I like when it's in Indy, but I like it more when it's in Chicago. But, yeah, I mean, I like going, so mm-hmm, sure. I prefer Chicago personally. But Indy is an awesome town. If you get the chance to go, and I know it's like it's almost become like a cliche, but it is legitimately an awesome place. to That Bankers Life Fieldhouse is a really fun place to watch a game. Uh been lucky enough to go there a couple times, uh, and I have no doubts that they'll do a great job hosting this one too. Uh, I think it has a chance to be like, just given the parity of the conference this year. Yeah, you could convince me that legitimately, like six or seven of these teams could go and, and win it all. I yeah, I I think, and we can walk through, but um, you know, maybe our favorites and, and dark Absolutely. horses. But first, I just want a couple call outs. Um, you know, the average percentage chance computers are giving, saying Michigan State, the overwhelming favorite at around uh, 28% chance to win the, the title. Um, most of that stemming from the fact that it's three games versus four or five mm-hmm. for other teams. Maryland, the second closest at around 11.4%. Wisconsin at about 11.1%. Um, and then Ohio State at 89 So... And after that, Illinois 8.5, Michigan 8, 
Penn State 6.5, Iowa 5.1, Rucker 3.6, Minnesota 3.4, Purdue 3.3, Indiana 1.6. And for the first time in the history of looking at data, <laughs> I've never once seen not one, but two teams be given 0.0% <laughs> chance of winning the tournament. And we're talking about, <laughs> Austin, we're talking about a computer that simulates this tournament happening 50,000 times. <laughs> and so we do this 50,000 times, not once, do, no, do nor, either Northwestern or Nebraska come out on top. You get nothing. Good day, sir. <laughs> don't even come. And don't Honestly, don't. Save the money. Don't Save come. your carbon emissions. Don't get coronavirus. Just don't go. So... Um, Vegas, a little different odds. Now they place Michigan State a dollar will pay three twenty-five. Austin, are there any Vegas odds that jump out to you that you're like, it might be worth taking a? F- you might not think they're going to win. This yeah. isn't you saying they're going to win. This is you saying this seems like a good bet. You're getting your money's worth on that bet. Yeah, uh, Iowa to You've, me jumps out. Um, I one dollar paying ten. Yes, a compare relatively compared to the rest of these. I also, I mean, one paying nine for Wisconsin is pretty good too because they are the number one seed after all. Well, that's that's the other thing. They end the three games versus right. Iowa's four. I'll still, I, I would still take a yeah. So relative to that, I would say Wisconsin's probably the best for your money. Um, and then there's Illinois is a dollar pays. Yeah, I just eleven. Don't, I just don't trust Illinois. Sure. Iowa strikes me as the profile of the team that can go on a tear and win this Big Ten tournament and even get hot going into in March. You have to do one thing really well. And they not only do one thing really well, which is just offense, they have a guy that only one player in this entire conference has been able to slow down, not even stop, and slow down in Luka Garza. And they wouldn't play until the, until the championship. If Michigan State made it. If then that, right. And so, the, you know, you're... I like Iowa. I think if they had beaten Illinois on Sunday and gotten the four seed, I would for sure make them my pick. Do you have one? Well, you know, I just found it really interesting that Rucker and Michigan have better odds to win it all than Wisconsin. Now, Rucker and Michigan, the winner would play Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So that, and yet, still better odds to win the whole wow. thing than Wisconsin. I just thought that was interesting. That is, that's very interesting. The one seed, no respect for Greg Gard's team. And I can't really pin it on one thing. There's no star power. None. Absolutely none. Nate, I, Potter is the closest thing they've got. Well, Potter and Davidson, I guess. They gave Reavers third team. Okay. Um, but it's a collection of nice pieces. Trice is fine. Yeah. They're, Bright, they're Pritzel's very, fine. It's funny because they're very Wisconsin, but they're also kind of not Wisconsin. Because doesn't it feel like with Wisconsin, there's always one guy like mm-hmm. Frank Kaminsky, mm-hmm. Ethan Happ, Decker. Decker. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been. We, Alonzo Trier. But, oh, right? my God. Yeah. Or uh, Alonzo no, 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 Tucker. Alonzo Tucker. Tucker. Uh, yeah. I was thinking of uh, Ben Brust. Like, there, you had one dude a guy. on every team who was kind of like, okay, shit so, gets bad. We're going to this guy. Right. And I think that's Potter. I don't think it is. But, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't I also, can I throw something out there about Wisconsin? Mm hmm. So they ended the season on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight game win streak. Mm-hmm. In those eight games, their best their best win was at Michigan when mm-hmm. Michigan was reeling. I'm going to only read some of these other names: home against Ohio State in the middle of Ohio State's freefall, at Nebraska, mm-hmm. home against Purdue, home against Rutgers, 
home against Minnesota, home against Northwestern, at Indiana. Now, I'm not going to say that they don't deserve credit for these wins, but when you, if you were to pick out an, a, a nice, prime, meaty chunk of the schedule and be like, we can win a, this stretch of games, it is against all of these teams. Mm-hmm. You, I wouldn't. I legitimately would not swap out a single one of these. Like this is the bottom half of the Big Ten. Yes. If you look at the list, there are no top five seeds in this group of teams. Right. What's who's number six? I don't even know if there's no, number six. Is Penn State. Penn State. Penn State's not even in there. So they don't. They didn't play a team better than the seventh ranked seventh. Big Ten seed. To me. I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, let's just say, I just it. you smell, smell a little fraud. I, I smell, smell some potential fraudulence. It's they're they're on watch. They're it, on fraud watch. It stinks, and you know what though? Vegas has made a lot of money building a city in a desert. It's true. Okay, not a, it's not like it's a great spot to set up camp. No, I'd argue it's a bad one. And I just like I follow their hunch. Fair. I like it. I would not be surprised at all to see Michigan or Rutgers. I'm just so pull. If Rutgers could beat Michigan and Wisconsin, I will be so happy. So a quick note on that. Let's go um, game by game here. Um, so first, March 11th, Wednesday, I'll watch them for you guys. Oh, same. I will absolutely have them on. It. But, if, but if you don't want to, uh, they're at night. So Oh. Yeah, Northwestern and Minnesota. Oh, damn. I'll, I'll watch that one for you guys. That sucks. Oh, so I, yeah, we'll see. And then Nebraska and Indiana. Um, I think we're both feeling chalky on that one. I don't see a world where Northwestern, yeah. who did upset uh, for the final game of the season, mm-hmm. um, Northwestern did take down, I'm blanking right now. Uh, to, so, was it Minnesota? I don't know. <laughs> but does I, it matter? I it's think, a tree falls in the woods situation. I think the I think we're both feeling a little chalky about that. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, Minnesota, I just think has a little too much talent, even if they're poorly coached. And Nebraska is just terror bad. Yeah, and they've seemingly mailed it in on the season here, where they're just kind of like, yeah, we're at Northwestern beat Penn State to end the season. Boy, talk about fraudulence. We'll get to them. So, um, and we, you know what, we talked about them a month ago where they just weren't passing our the sniff test like correct i just you know they were tied for first place and we just kind of said like they in illinois they don't feel like they belong we gotta prove it yeah and then we said um until further notice you know they were ranked they were better than michigan state because they came in and punked michigan state at they home did? and then they got punked at right. home and then they are spiraling and so um yeah we're a little out on them and i'm not on penn state so let's move on to uh Thursday morning, the first game, the nooner, Michigan uh, versus Rutger. So I would love to award Rutger an S. All you got to do. All you got to do is win this game, and you'd get an S from us. And here's, and here's a little more information about Rutger. We, we documented and broke the news about Rutger uh, being the only team um, to be unable to beat Michigan State in men's basketball and football. Now, because Rucker upset Maryland uh, a week ago, there are now only two teams that uh, Rucker has not beaten in basketball: Michigan State and Michigan. The time has come. It's Steve, time. Steve, step up. 
I think it is time. Steve Pickiel, let's go. They're riding high. Michigan's mm-hmm. sputtering down the stretch. I think they lost the last three, three of their last four. Show up. It's time. Geo Baker. I, and I don't think it's like this outrageous thing. I think no. Rutgers could absolutely win that game. For sure. And they, Rutger. they might, Rucker might be favored. We'll see. Going we'll see. into the game. I would, I will say, I still think Michigan wins that game. Okay. Um, I want to be wrong very badly. I'm hedging my happiness. All right. Iowa, Minnesota, likely in the next game. Feeling pretty good about Patino being completely over his skis. Counterpoint, Frantrum on the other side can also freak out. And a cold shooting day from Iowa. Oh, that'll that'll trigger a, a freak out. I'm just saying. A cold shooting day from... That's the counter side of Iowa, is that if the shots are not going down... They can't rely on their defense. And this is this is Daniel Oturu. This is probably the only other center that you look at. You're like that physically. Garza gets in foul trouble. I'm just saying. I I could see an upset there. I'm still sticking with Iowa. Uh, Almost entirely. Well, Abe, I just think they're a much better team, better coached, and I really would like to see them rematch against Illinois because that was a fun game. Purdue, Ohio State in yuck. A yucky game. Both teams. Could very well beat Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, one did handily. Yep, by quite a bit. Uh, would love a shot at Purdue. That's exactly how I feel. I don't want to have to play now. I do. I think Michigan State is better than Ohio State. Yes, mm-hmm. but I'd rather not play them again. I, you don't want to play a team two times in that close of a stretch. It's like when we played, even though we were so much better than them, we played Minnesota really quickly mm-hmm. two times towards the end of last year, including the NCAA tournament. And he did it with Michigan last year, too. Yep. Both Worked out. Yep. So well, maybe that, that one was fine. Well, maybe let's do it again. I would love, though, you like to close the loop, you know, and complete beat the, the circle. T- exactly. Precisely. And this would give MSU uh, the ability to do so. Um, Penn State likely in versus Indiana. This could be a fun game. Could be. I mean, I, I don't even really know. I probably would. I'm going to roll with Indiana. I don't trust myself, and I don't trust them at all. But Archie's desperate. Marchie. Marchie. He needs this it. This time. He's desperate. Penn State is absolutely spiraling, and I don't trust Pat Chambers to be able to get him out of it. Uh, yeah, so I would say I kind of think Indiana could. And it feels like every once in a while we get one of these early teams. Yeah. Rutgers did it. Last, Last year, yeah. where they made it all the way to the summer. Semi, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'll roll with IU against Penn State. So then uh, March 13th, that closes out day two. Uh, we got Wisconsin taking on the winner of Michigan and Rucker. Um, feeling the fraudulence here? I think it'll be a very close game. Mm-hmm. I don't think Iowa – I mean, this is what's going to do Wisconsin in, is they're never going to blow anybody out because they're just not a good enough offensive team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure. Here's the thing. I think they're going to beat Michigan because Michigan likes to play that slow down ball. But if they play if they play Rutgers, like they've got a couple dudes who just get shots. We're they, we're just, riding Rucker. They did it last year, and and I think it's Geo Baker. I believe is a senior. Like yeah. you know, I could see Rutger. These are two matchups that work well for Rutger. So even though you to clarify, you you thought Michigan would take down Rutger, but I did, but. If I'm saying which one of these teams I think could beat Wisconsin, it'd be Rucker. I don't think Michigan beats Wisconsin. Okay. Because so, they're very similar, and mm-hmm. Wisconsin's just been doing a little more. And they already beat it once. So then Illinois will likely take on Iowa. Um, 
How do you feel about this? I'll ride Iowa. Yeah. I realize it's third game in three days, which is the hard no, part. Second. Or second game in two days, excuse me. Um, I, I just think Iowa had Illinois, and they just kind of choked at the end. So here's a little known, uh, well, maybe well-known. Many coaches will say that it's harder to play um, a game when someone has already played one. Yep. You, you are getting out the gate slow. Little cold, not warm, and and it gets really and and so it's difficult for let's say Wisconsin to get out of the gate here when a team played yesterday right. and is ready to go. Um, same with Illinois here, probably a little slow out the mm-hmm. gate playing against a team that's warm, um, but not too warm because it hasn't been too many three games yet. Right. So uh, that's why I feel a little more confident about the Iowa. Iowa, okay, in that I'm with game. you. Um, so then Michigan State to take on either Purdue or Ohio State. That game is going to be at uh, 6.30 Eastern on Friday. And which team do you fear more? You said you think maybe. Which team do I fear more? I'll say Ohio State. Even though Purdue is the team that lambasted Michigan State. I'll still say Ohio State because um, I know Xavier Tillman. We've just been singing his praises. Shutting down a player like Caleb Wesson like that two times in a week. Mm-hmm. Is a tall. That's a tall task. It's a big ask, um, and like you said, if Kyle Young is back, that gives them another big body. Uh, I think that would make them a, a tough matchup. I mean, that's a team that's won a lot of big games this year. So I'm more nervous about Ohio State because again, I think they have that. You know, as much as Chris Holtman probably came out and apologized, he's probably using that as motivation. Sure. Like they kissed the floor on you guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, I could see. I'd rather play Purdue because I think then MSU has the chip. Mm-hmm. But if you play Ohio State, Ohio State is the chip. Maryland um, playing the winner of likely Indiana and Penn State. Um, Got to feel pretty good about them. Yeah, I think they're just the default pick because no matter who they're playing, you're either playing Indiana on their third game in three days or you're playing Pat Chambers. Pat Chambers. Um, and a Penn State team that even if they win a game, it's not like they've figured it out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I feel I would say Maryland, that game is the one I feel, despite them being the three seed, the most confident in out of any of these games so far. So, yeah, a real uh, except for Minnesota Northwestern, a real purgatory situation of sorts is if you if you win the first game, you bet just win it all. Right. Because don't don't waste don't waste the minutes on the knees. You know. Seriously, I you agree. Know? So uh, losing right away, obviously, no one wants to lose. But if you're going to do it, my, get it over with. Totally. Um, Michigan State, if they are able to beat Ohio State or Purdue, would likely play uh, Maryland's in be a damn good game. Yeah, I mean MSU, I think has been the better team lately uh, down the stretch. No, I mean, I'm, t- I'm saying in the two games that they... Well, first of all, yes, MSU's trending in a better direction than Maryland. But in the two games that they played, I'd say Michigan State was the better team somewhat substantially in at least three, if not all four of the halves. Okay. Because they won both the halves in mm-hmm. Maryland. They were up seven with two minutes to go yeah. at home. I'm tracking. Uh, so... I, the, yeah, Maryland's probably not thrilled about losing that game and in turn losing the conference outright. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I could see I could see that one going either way. And again, if you get to that game, just win it. Yep, just win it. Go all the way. Yeah, the other side of the bracket looks a little easier. Um, yeah, I mean, you got I think Michigan State. To be totally honest with you, of all the top four seeds you could have gotten, MSU got at best 
the third best of the four draws. Okay. Like, I, I think there's a chance you could say they got the worst one, depending on how you feel about Iowa. Yeah. But like Wisconsin got an incredibly better draw, and I would say Maryland did as well. Well, Wisconsin may fall on their yeah. face anyway. We'll see. So, um, okay. Well, we wanted to do a quick prediction. Um, we want to get on record before the brackets mm-hmm. came out. Some teams that we felt confident with today being in the being a lock for the Sweet 16, and put our heads down, and we we landed on nine teams. Yeah, <laughs> that we, that we could hand on heart feel pretty good about today, March 9th. Um, you walk through them. Yeah. All right. Two out of the Big Twelve should be no surprise. Uh, Kansas and Baylor. Kansas. The best team. In the I think Kansas is the de facto favorite. I bet they get picked, especially in a year where there's not much that you can like say is trust. for sure yeah. or trust. Yeah, Kentucky to me, or excuse me, Kansas. Sorry, Kansas to me feels like the most sure thing. They got seniors. They've got Devin Dotson, who I believe won Big Twelve Player of the Year. Like they're complete. They've got players at every position, experience, aid. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they have they have it all. Um, so I'd say them comfortably. Now I'll put Baylor up there for now because Baylor stayed in the. They were number one for a, yeah. one of the longer stretches of the year. Although they have scuffled down the stretch. They they, they took a silly L um, to end the season, um, but the body of work felt pretty good uh, up and down. Um, as we go to uh, the Big Ten, as stacked as this conference was, we could only land on two teams that we felt truly comfortable. Uh, landing in Sweet 16. Yeah, I I think we are, we were pretty aligned here, and that was Michigan State and Maryland. Um, MSU, you know, makes the Sweet 16 pretty routinely, uh, and I think Maryland is the only team that I look at in the Big Ten, aside from MSU, that has two guys of the talent level who can just go out and win you a game. So we are we do realize that this is a Mark Turgeon coach team. <laughs> and we yes. do realize yes, we do. that they have not sweet 16s don't come as easy to that program no but to austin's point they're going to roll out against a mid-major team yep and you know even though i dogged anthony count a little bit there he is a very good player and couple him with jalen smith outside of cash and xavier tillman they're the best for my money one two punch in the conference I feel pretty confident about them being able to knock off two games. So. Yeah, I know. I would agree. I mean, I think, like you said, between Cowan and Smith, I think they can each go out and win you a game, and their supporting cast is good enough to do it if they have to. And like you said, if they're a two or a three, you got to feel okay about them taking down a six mm-hmm. or a seven, especially in this year. Uh, to the ACC, we found two teams that we liked. Mm-hmm. Not the title winner. Not not Florida State. Oh, the the regular season title winner. Correct. I was thinking the t- actual title from last year, which is one of the teams we picked. Virginia. Virginia. We both came to the table with Virginia, and it's that brand, I guess. Uh, it's the brand. I also watched them play uh, this weekend. I'm trying to – I think it was Florida State. Mm-hmm. They played and beat this weekend mm-hmm. at home. Um, and they, they're kind of like Michigan State in a way. They've become that caliber where you – think oh this team just doesn't have it and then you're like oh wait a minute they have the thing that they do really well Mm -hmm. and now they're doing it really really well and uh braxton key 
Diakite make up a really nice um, huff in the front court. A really good. Uh, the point guard Kihei Clark is back and playing really. I don't think he was ever hurt, but like he came back this year and is playing really well. So that team again, they do what they do defensively, and then offensively, I think they've got enough uh, spark. Certainly not as much as last year. I don't think they're a championship type team, no. but I'd be surprised. You know, if they end up with a three or four seed, like a four, maybe even a five. I don't think. Yeah, today I, their their defense is going to get them through the first round. And although I'm sure they'll come into some huge scare like they always do in the first week. But. Well, that, yeah, their their problem right now they're sitting on a six seven seed. Mm-hmm. Okay, we feel confident that might get bumped up with an ACC tournament run. The team they beat uh, this weekend was Louisville, and that is our other team that we feel pretty good about going to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, Jordan Nuora, um is just a guy. Uh, we feel pretty good about. This guy uh, averaging 18 points, uh, eight rebounds a game, um, just just a just a stud. Um, he might go pro. He's only a junior. Um, Louisville's just kind of been hanging around all year, right in the middle, like not putting the target on their back. Right. So it's almost good, you know. Duke, um, Virginia. Uh, and I guess Florida State have gotten kind of the headlines. Mm-hmm. I would uh, say even North Carolina for being bad. For being bad, sure. But uh, yeah, Louisville to me just kind of is doing what they're doing. Like they they have the same things it feels like they always have, which is a bunch of multi-position good defenders that can kind of slash and score. And like that's and Nawara is one of the one of the best out there. McMahon's been shooting the lights out mm-hmm. from three, so. Yeah, that's a good team. I feel, and again, that's that's a program play for me too. Same. I just trust Louisville. I trust Chris Mack. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we had only one mid-major make it. Mm-hmm. Um, we the were, middest. The, <laughs> the middest major. Uh, man, so no Dayton, no to San Diego State. Yeah. But we felt okay about Gonzaga. Yes, I think Gonzaga has like... They've earned it. There's a point at which you're like, just join the Pac-12. Because they are the caliber of... They're better. They're better than every other Pac-12 team. They would <laughs> yeah. be the best team in the Pac-12 like today. They'd be mm-hmm. the best program. So, um, I, you know, I don't know, who knows if that'll ever happen. It'd be pretty sweet. But, you know, they're just steamrolling teams left and right. They're deep. They're talented. They can shoot. They can board. I mean, honestly, they were the team at the beginning of the year that I, aside from Michigan State, thought was the likely title contender. And, and still... Maybe you know they have the best offense in the country. The defense is not awesome, but certainly not bad. Um, that offense alone, they, it's, it's it's better than Iowa. It's it's if they it's so you. uncommon that this is how special they are and how unmid major they are. They lost Rui Hachimura, mm-hmm. who was an All American player of the year type player, and they're just they're better offense. They're, they're better now. They have a better yeah. offense. <laughs> it's insane. Um, okay, so that leads us to uh, the Big East. Tough conference this year. Yes. Three-way tie for the top between Seton Hall, Creighton, and Villanova. Mm-hmm. We won't, Another brand name play. Yeah. I couldn't quite trust Seton Hall I can't. for falling apart down the stretch. Yes. Lost two Kinda games. Kind of giving the conference away. Well, they, they had to win one of two games against those two teams I just named, and they couldn't get it done and had to three-way tie. Yeah. That's falling apart. Yep. It makes them hard to trust. They are really good, and again, like mm-hmm. – and it's funny because when we're going through this exercise, it's not saying that we don't they think other teams it. can't make it. No, because we're just again, saying we today need, who we would be borderline shocked if they didn't make it. We're just confident in these because guys. I think I think with Miles Powell, he's the type of dude who can go Shabazz Napier and get them to the final four. Of course, 
But uh, yeah, so our play is is Villanova. I, I think Villanova, again, Jay Wright, you got to trust him. Sadiq Bay has been awesome for them. Um, just kind of a program who knows how to get there. I mean, their standard is is very high right now, and I I would trust them. Uh, Kentucky is our third team, or sorry, last team out of this SEC, winning the conference by three games, just running away with it, quietly doing it in a way. If there's a quiet Kentucky team, this mm-hmm. is it. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure why that is. It's just I think it's the lack of. Uh, star power again because yeah. you you don't look at this team and see a pj washington to keep going back i mean there's the I mean, stars that have come out of kentucky are insane but i feel confident in a lot of these guys though between quickly maxi um and hagan and, and i think it's maxi like maxi is the one that everybody kind of thought especially the after the game he had against michigan state that would be the guy, the guy. Mm-hmm. and he just never really he's, you know he, and he's it's fine he can't shoot he's shooting 29 percent from three yeah, of course um, of, of course he is after the, the game he had against michigan which state. is really hard to look at yeah, it's nick richards though to mm-hmm. me is is mm. the is the big one because he has really stepped up as uh kind of they're big it feels like kentucky has one big every year mm-hmm. and nick richards is a junior which is crazy because it, usually it's yeah. not a junior that's doing it but he's been kind of a difference maker for them yeah. and, and quickly has really stepped into a big role yeah over two blocks a game over eight rebounds he, he's a stud and quickly with 16 points a game so yeah that's where we that's where we landed um you you may have noticed Duke didn't make the cut. Yep. Oregon didn't make the cut. Um, we mentioned some of the other mid-majors that have made a big run didn't make the cut. Um, yeah, I mean, I had – I feel pretty – I want to go on the record. I felt pretty good about Ohio State, mostly because of what I saw in that game against Michigan State mm-hmm. in a game that, frankly, felt impossible to win. If you, Yeah, um, absolutely. And um, my other team, mid-major, uh, BYU. Uh, I think they've beaten Gonzaga this year. Um, the only teams that can really play with them. And uh, they're shooting 43% from three. For comparison, Michigan State, which is a top 100 three-point shooting team, is 34.8% from the floor. Yeah. I mean, that is just well, and, unreal. And I would say my other one might be Creighton. Because oh, yeah. Creighton does a very similar style of ball where they just launch, and I believe they're shooting over 40% as well. Um, again, I don't know that they have the guy per se, but again, a program that's been a lot of places and uh, can really chuck. Yeah, Creighton's seventh best in the country in three-point shooting. Um, <laughs> between BYU, Gonzaga, and St. Mary's, uh, all out of the same conference, they are the three of the top five shooting teams in the country. That's Three-point shooting teams in it's the country. It's absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, BYU, their 42% three-point shooting is just, it's the second place team, Oregon, is shooting 39.6. Yeah. That gap. 3% is a lot. It's incredible. Yeah. And especially when the lines move back, mm-hmm. they they actually yeah. got better. Yeah, that's even crazier. So um, they are sneaky for me. So um, I wanted to give a quick, you know, the regular season over, going to give a few updates on uh, some career uh, MSU marks Cassius Winston up to sixth all time in points uh, with 1,969 trailing uh, Kalen Lucas by only 27 points. We didn't deserve Kalen Lucas, man. Like I've said it for so long, Kalen Lucas is criminally underrated. Like to me, he's like this tragic hero. Yes, he and he still gets to be a hero because he was the Big Ten Player of the Year as a sophomore mm. and. Took Michigan State to a championship game mm-hmm. on his back in a lot of ways. 
on his back. On go. his back, go. go. Darren Schaub. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I and then you know just had a phenomenal junior year and then tore that Achilles. I think he is criminally uh, underappreciated in the Michigan State pantheon, which is an incredible pantheon. Yeah, it's we were talking about it today. There's we will certainly. Uh, take our time talking about who belongs at the top oh, of that list at the, as the year ends because there's a lot left to be played for. Um, another note, Xavier Tillman, uh, up to 36th all-time in blocks in the Big Ten, the 153, just chipping away. Uh, and this is only through three seasons. Um, it's pretty incredible. Um, another note about Xavier, I think, has to be recorded. He's already the seventh highest rebounding season in Michigan State history in 31 games. That's insane. He's 320 rebounds um, with six more he'll tie Lindsey Hairston uh, for sixth all-time and then chasing last year's Kenny Goins who had 348. If Xavier Tillman were to play a 39 or even 40 game season which we know what that would mean (laughs) he would pass Draymond Green's 394 season rebounds for uh, most all-time. Um, another few other one to touch on Cassius Winston, fifth all time in career three pointers made with 259, only six behind, uh, Denzel Valentine, um, and 14 behind one Drew Neitzel ways to go behind Chris Hill, who has 306 and then the goat, Sean Respert, 331 threes. Uh, so that will not be touched. I'm not sure anyone could touch it, uh, Maybe if Bryn Forbes had been here for I was four gonna years, say. <laughs> like that's about it. Um, Cassius Winston, we all know he's broken Mateen Cleaves uh, school record now up to 890 assists. Um, that's good for 16th all time in NCAA history. Three more and he'll tie uh, Chico Fletcher uh, to be in the top 15. And if you're wondering what the top 10 looks like, he's 60 away. So that would be likely where he would end up in if there were to be a 40-game season. Top wow. 10, best assist man of all time. That's an absolutely incredible. Now, nothing uh, is taken for you know, granted. That isn't necessarily going to happen. But knowing that he will be top 15 all time is an amazing accomplishment itself, in itself. Um, so that's my roundup for, for, uh, for individual points. Um, this team is assisting at an incredible level. They have 548 uh, assists so far this season and are on pace uh, to potentially potentially have the most uh, assists in MSU history. Uh, that was the 2015-2016 team with 719. A ways to go, but Michigan State, the reason I pointed out is Michigan State is number one in the country in assist rate. And frankly, the reason that Michigan State is as good as they are is because of this, the way this offense is moving the ball um, and couple that with an elite defense and other teams are going to have a problem uh, this postseason. So, Austin, as little as two games to go, as many as nine, how are you feeling? I hate it. You hate it. We have reached the point in the year that is my personal hell. <laughs> Okay. Because, and obviously I mean this slightly tongue-in-cheek, but... No, I think you mean it You look all year, you just can't wait for March. Like, it's the best. It's so exciting. 
it does, and it's, it's awesome. The other teams are playing. It's great. And then as soon as Michigan State starts, I am miserable. Mm-hmm. Miserable until that buzzer sounds. I can't wait for the game to be over. It is, it is torture. But it, it's also maybe the thing in the sports world that I love, truly love, and have loved longer and more than anything else. Like, I, I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way, but I hate it. Like, at the, at the same time, I just hate the amount of stress that it brings. But again, I wouldn't have it any other way. The, the games are the worst part. Easily. <laughs> Which is so messed up. It doesn't make any sense. The buildup and the talking about it afterward you know, reminiscing and enjoying in in the spoils of victory right. are far and away better than uh, the hell. I would say that those moments do truly make it worth it, but in the moment, it's um, it well, it's doesn't because really it's feel like so it. bad. It's so it's hard. so miserable. Yeah, difficult. Yeah, we have talked at length about it's a necessity to alter our state of being. Oh yeah, being just us. When was the last time you watched one of these games sober? Mm. I, no comment. I'd, I'd rather. I, I'd rather not say. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it. Welcome, guys. We talked. Uh, you were, if you've been with us, beginning of the year, expectations. Yeah. We came in feeling like four banners. Yeah. I mean, one down. Yep. And. and so when you talk about it from a Michigan State perspective, how how are we feeling and all of that stuff? Like, uh, all things considered, it is hard not to feel like anything is possible. Yeah, it it, it really is. I mean, and you, we've talked look at the about field for a variety of reasons. First of all, the field again. I don't look at any team. There, are, there are teams you don't want to play. Of course, but I don't look We're at one any of them. Team. We are and. That's part of it. Is we are one of those teams that nobody wants to play right now. Mm-hmm. And honestly, aside from, I'd play Kentucky again. Mm-hmm. I'd play Duke again. Mm-hmm. You know, Gonzaga and Kansas. Do I want to play them? No. But if you play, you face them in the Elite Eight or the Final Four. It's them's, happening. Them's the breaks. I mean, you don't win a national championship without playing great teams. Some Big Ten teams have tried to go through an entire tournament without playing anyone and winning a natty. It's true. Some have tried. Some have tried. It's, you, can al- close. you can almost do it. You can almost But do eventually it. you have to play something. And then you play a team that is a seat above a seven, mm-hmm. and, you know, the wheels tend to fall off. So would I love to try and do that same thing to us and then actually win? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, it's here. You know, all jokes aside, I, I think it's Michigan State should be feeling pretty good. And uh, we just got to really remember to enjoy what we can of Cassius Winston and probably, in my opinion, Xavier Tillman, because you just don't you don't get a historic a, a guy that the conversation isn't is he on Mount Rushmore? It's where is he on Mount Rushmore? Right. And no matter what happens from here on out, Correct. that's a question. And you don't for as many incredible players as Michigan State has had, even. Recently, people forget about Denzel Valentine. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? And he's national not, player of the year. National player of the year. Like not what three, four years ago. Yeah, that's insane. And we forgot. We have thrown him. Aside. He's not even in the conversation. Miles Bridges nowhere close. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's Draymond Green. Bananas. 
how it makes you appreciate the program so much, but it really makes you appreciate Cassius Winston because you'll never have a conversation about Michigan State program history and not mention his name. Absolutely. One final piece of data and we'll set you free. Michigan State, it should not be um, should not be forgotten that this Michigan State offense has come a long way. Currently, Ken Palm's 10th best in the country. Okay. Now, couple that with the fact that the Big Ten is far and away the best defensive conference yep. in the country. Everyone should be thrilled to be getting out of the Big Ten and playing some other teams. And I'm not sure if many teams are going to be ready for the punch that Michigan State is able to pack. It's very true. And again, I don't know how many teams have played a, a player of Cassius Winston's caliber this entire season. Or Xavier Tillman. Or, and the other part is, I don't know that there's another big that's a better defender than Xavier Tillman. And I think if you've got... A confident Rocket Watts, if you, which I don't think has ever been a problem. Yeah. And you have a confident Aaron Henry, and you get some hot streaks from one or two other guys. You get something from Gabe Brown. You get something from Kyle Arns. This team becomes a version of, similar to, what we thought it could be at the beginning of the year. You, we saw flashes of them in that Ohio State game. We think, saw flashes yeah. of them in that Maryland game. Mm-hmm. 40 minutes of that? No one in this country can beat that team. I agree with that. And we felt that way since the beginning of the year. So we'll obviously have the whole March preview next week. It's one of our favorite podcasts to do every single year. Um, But do you have a prediction for this weekend? Put me on the spot. I am. I'm prepared and have been prepared for the shoe to drop. (laughs) Yeah. And not because I don't think... They can win all the games. Of course they can win all the games. I think they haven't been lucky. I think just you play enough good teams, you can't you can't not win them all. Right. It, it, it is almost impossible. It hasn't been done in a long time for a team to literally, a power five team, to string off dozen games in a row. Yeah. Now... They can do it. I've just been waiting for the shoe to drop, and I and I won't blink. Yeah, because I'm still that confident it'll reset them. Yeah, and I think all you really want to see, if they aren't able to win it all, which I think is very possible, they got I would argue the toughest road, like one of the toughest roads, though. Like I said, because uh, it's probably going to require you beating either a team that beat you by thirty points or someone you just played who is obviously very good, then Maryland probably, mm-hmm. and then either the number one seed or or Iowa or Illinois, like teams that gave you very real problems. Uh, it's a tough road to hoe. And not that they can't do it, but I my prediction is that I don't I don't think that they will. I think they're rolling right now, but I, I'm kind of like trying to half jinx it in a way. I think that they'll probably if I had to pick where they're gonna Fall. I kind of think they might lose the first game to Ohio State. Here's another thing to remember. I'm done playing in Indiana. We went and played at Purdue. Miserable. Played in, at Indiana. Miserable. Yeah. Let's not play in Indiana. Well, unfortunately, we're playing in Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I, so it's very possible that that game 
falls apart. But um, either way, like you said, as long as Michigan State's not getting just run out of the building and outclassed, which is it's kind of funny because that's how they've lost games this year. Mm-hmm. It's been like this disaster situation. Well, and they couldn't close for a while. Right. They can now. They can now. So I, I, I would put, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. They've gotten really good at this Big Ten tournament thing. Well, we thought they had nothing last year. They were working with, they were keeping guys upright with duct tape and glue, man. That was bad. If they, that team could do it. Against well, a really top-heavy but very good conference last year. You know what? Screw it. Win it all. You know what? Yeah, I'm changing my pick. We're going to win the whole damn thing. Um, all right. That's it? That's it. That's it. All right, guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed hanging that banner as much as we did. Um, next time we talk to you, the brackets will be out. We might have. Let's do it. Might hang another one. Why not? Why not? All right, guys. As always, thanks for sticking with us. For John, this has been Austin, and we will catch you next week. See you.